Today's the Feast of the Triumph of the Cross. Used to be called the Invention of the Cross, because in Latin the word invenire means to find. It's the day celebrating the discovery, the rediscovery of the new, of the true cross by Saint Helena in in the Holy Land in Jerusalem. In the year 320, Saint Helena discovers the cross and the holy places, she being the empress of Rome, with all of the technology at her service at that time, which was great, and all of the armies and all of the people at her disposition, which was great. She had the greatest power in the world, and she used it to find the cross. (laughs) The greatest knowledge in the world, and she used it to find the cross, and she found it. She, she, well, they knew where the holy places were. They knew Christ died right outside Jerusalem. And there had been devotion to those places. And I have a little speck of that same cross on that altar right there, which was given to me by Sister Felician, Sister Aloysius of the Felician Sisters when I was, uh, when I was ordained a priest. In 1998, I had the documentation from Rome that says that that is a relic of the true cross. All the way back, since St. Helena found it. It's just a couple of little slits. You can look at it. You're going to kiss it after Mass if you want. And and I want you to look at it. Look at it real close. It's just a couple of dots. Four dots. Four little splinters from the true cross. Which she found. On which... God died to, to, to make us believe in him, to make it possible that we might believe in God. God became a man, and the man God died on the cross for our sins, so that everyone who believes in him might have eternal life. Because our life is a serious prospect. And we, on this earth, we don't have eternal life. We will die. Every one of us will die. And anyone who thinks he is God and he won't die is a fool. And there are many. There are many fools. Today, educated fools, people with graduate, with college degrees, fools, think all, all that life is is to eat and to drink. So she found the cross in 320 and dedicated a a basilica on the place of the grave of Jesus Christ called the Anastasis in the year 335 on this day, the 14th of September, the feast of the invention of the cross. And she built, well, Constantine, her son, the emperor, built the basilica on on the grave, the Holy Sepulchre, and on the Calvarium up on the hill, on the place of the crucifixion, and a basilica in between, the Martyrium, which was the space in between the, the place of the resurrection and the place of the crucifixion, all made today on the year, in the year 335. And then they were, there was some destruction, and they were rededicated, in the years 626 on this date. 
And then again, the, the, and then the Muslims came and destroyed it. And, and then it was rededicated in the year 1149, after the Crusades reconquered it from the Moors who had taken it, who had invaded the Moors. The, 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 I'm not sure who they were. But anyway, they were, they were Muslims. They didn't believe in Jesus Christ. So they destroyed the place. But it was rebuilt on this date, 1149. So this is a double memorial. It's the building and the rebuilding of the Church of the Holy Sepulchre and of Calvary, which is still there. You can go see it. That church that was made in 1149 is right there. On the foundations of the one that was made in 335. And it's all in honor of the cross of Jesus Christ. The mystery of the cross. The triumph of the cross. Which is the... Well, if you find the cross, you find God. <laughs> Look for the cross. <laughs> Metaphorically. She looked for the cross physically and found it. We, and we have a piece of that physical cross. But we venerate that physical cross in order to embrace the real cross. Which is God with us. God is here. And he's real. And you need him. And without him you're dead. You're dead in your sins. And you don't know how to live. And you don't want to live. Because you don't know how. There's no reason. And so you eat and drink and you try to have fun and then you kill yourself. That's what people do if they don't believe in Jesus. The mystery of the cross is the glory of self-donation. God so loved the world that he gave himself. That whoever should believe in him, he gave his only son, which is himself. That whoever should believe in him might have eternal life. God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world. But because the world needed him. And without him, the world is lost. But that the world might be saved through him. You see, our life is such a serious matter that God came to die for it. That's how serious our, our condemnation is. We are lost without him. I mean, there's no greater price. I was just considering a couple of nights ago, I woke up in the middle of the night. I was in Madrid. Couldn't sleep. And I had this thought. It said, said if, you, if you give up the truth, if you give up goodness, if you give up true beauty, if you give up mercy and love to save your life, you got ripped off. <laughs> you gave up the treasure for nothing. For yourself. But if you give up yourself, if you give your life for the truth, for goodness, for justice, for mercy, for love, you got a bargain. You gave up pennies for gold. This is the, this is the truth of the cross. This is the truth of the incarnation. This is the truth of of. God, he came that the world might be saved. 
have, we gain everything with Him by losing ourselves for Him. That's what the cross says. He lost everything in this life to gain everything. He gave up His life for the truth, which is God. He gave up Himself for Himself because only in Him is He one with, He's the same as God. We aren't, <laughs> except by baptism. See, the great mystery of the cross is also that we also are associated with him so that when we give up ourselves, we gain ourselves because we're truly sons of God. We become sons by denying the old man. God, the son of the eternal father, came from heaven and gave himself. He gave himself. Not something external, not just his knowledge, not just his example, not just his things, his money, his time but he gave his I am, Yahweh. Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. He gives himself from the inside out. To give himself totally, every drop of his blood, every breath. And even, even now, from eternity, he continues to give himself. His love, his mercy, his forgiveness, the Mass. He gives, uh, he gives himself in the Mass. He gives himself. It is the Mass by which he gives himself, which is Calvary. His body and his blood, his soul and divinity. He is all yours. This is why the church requires that every altar has a cross on it. Cross with Christ crucified. Because this is the reality of our redemption. This is the reality of the Mass. The Mass is Calvary. The Mass is more important than the Church of the Holy Sepulchre. Excuse me, that, to hell with the Church of the Holy Sepulchre in comparison to the Mass. And with all the churches in the world and in all the holy, so-called holy places. We don't worship a holy place. We worship Jesus Christ. He is God. And He died on the cross. And we worship the cross because of him. I'm sorry to get mad, but people, you know, I was just on a trip, you know, I did a pilgrimage to this place and that place and the other place, and everybody goes into a church like it's a museum. Ooh, ooh, and nobody prays. And they forget about God and they go out worse devils than they came in. It's an abomination. I would say destroy all of them. We don't need churches to be museums. In Spain, you've got to pay to go into the church. They don't make the priest pay. But I'm still disgusted by it. I'm disgusted by it. You've got to pay money to go into the church. Well, you've got to pay money to go into the church. Well, because it's magnificent and it's beautiful. And all right. But everybody, once they start paying, they think they own it. And they don't pray in it. They think they have a right to it. Let them go in for free. And feel indebted to God. <laughs> Let them give because they want to. Well, anyway, that's a whole other story. But, but the point is, the Mass is the cross found by St. Helena. This is what we celebrate when we celebrate the, the, the finding of the cross. We're celebrating Jesus Christ who gave himself. And he is, he, he is, he, he is here and he is all yours, always, for your good. 
as he, for, as he said, for, for referring first to himself, he who saves his life will lose it. He who loses his life for my sake will save it. And for, that, and for the sake of the gospel will save his life. You get a bargain when you give your life for God. Why? Because you get God. <laughs> and if you save yourself and sacrifice him, which means if you sacrifice the truth to save yourself. I just read it in the Imitation of Christ. I've been meditating on it for the past three days. It says, Oh, si nihil adiud faciendum incumberet. Oh, if, all, if nothing else was incumbent on you to do. Nisi dominum deum nostrum toto cordet ore laudare. Except to praise the Lord our God with our heart, with our whole heart and mouth. To feel him and to tell him how great he is. <laughs> and to tell others. See, it's the whole heart and the whole mouth. I love it. Toto cordet ore. Because we forget about the mouth. You got to give testimony. You got to tell people that Jesus Christ is Lord and they will die in their sins without him. That they need the cross of Jesus Christ. That they can't live for themselves and just to eat and to drink. And then it continues. Oh, it gets better. It says, Oh, si nunquam indigeres comedere. Oh, if you never had to eat. Neg bibere. Nor drink. Neg dormire. Oh, if you never had to eat or drink or sleep. You know, it's very interesting. You know, I'm 53 years old. I used to love to eat and drink. Now I don't like it so much. And I don't sleep as much. I don't sleep well. I don't eat well. I don't drink well. And the most ridiculous thing in the world is to see all people trying to have fun eating and drinking. <laughs> in fact, fat and ugly, trying to act like they're still young and stupid. You should be wiser than that. You should not need that so much as a baby. A baby, all it does is eat and drink and sleep. You're not a baby. You're a man. Act like a man. Live for God. Despise those things that will end up in the grave and be eaten by worms. Et solum modo. Sed semper poses deum laudare. It said, oh, if, if you never had to eat and never had to drink and never had to sleep, but always could praise God. <laughs> Only to praise God. What did they do in the desert? They had no food and no drink. This God is teaching us. This is the, this is the way of life. To eat Him. Let Him feed you. Yes. E solo modo spiritualibus studis vacare. And only take leisure in, in, in examining spiritual things. See, why do you think God has priests in the Catholic Church? Men who do not take a wife and do not take a family, and do not work in the world, who do nothing except praise God. Yes. A, a consecrated race to praise God. That's why I walk around and do nothing all day and show people that the priest is walking around and do nothing. And they say, what are you doing? I said, I'm doing nothing because I'm praying. All I do is pray. There's one man in this city who prays. The rest of you need to learn how to pray. 
And my first pastor, he got mad at me. He said, what are you doing out there? You got to be doing something. I said, I'm, I'm doing something. I'm praising God. I'm not doing anything. I'm, I'm protesting all doing. Because all doing is death. Except to do the praise of God with your, your whole heart and with your whole mouth. And that when I was ordained, I promised one thing to the bishop. I glory in the one promise, the one work I had to promise to do. He said, are you going to say your prayers? I said, yes. He said, you're going to say the prayers of the church according to the books of the church? I said, yes, I will faithfully do that. He didn't say, are you going to go to meetings? You know, Are you going to build this? Are you going to feed this one? Are you going to do that? No. He said, are you going to do the spiritual work of praying? Praying for your own soul and the souls of the world and doing sacrifice. This is the mission of all Christians, but the priest is the one who's consecrated specifically for that work. And if he doesn't do it, who's going to do it? And then they criticize me. They say, oh, why you wear the cassock? Why you wear the hat? That's because I'm a man dedicated to prayer my whole life, all, all the time. And I go on vacation, I wear the hat, I wear the cassock. And they say, why are you wearing the cassock? I said, don't ask me why I wear it. Ask the ones who don't wear it why they don't. <laughs> How come they don't give testimony to who they are? Why do they have to hide? <clears throat> anyway, it's very, it, 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 there's only one thing necessary, Jesus says. What does he say with Mary? Mary at his feet. And the other one's running around like crazy trying to do everything. He said, he said don't get it. He, says, he said, Mary has chosen the better part and it won't take, be taken away from her. Yes. He who saves his life will lose it. He who loses his life for my sake and that of the gospel will save it. We're not animals that live by eating and drinking. We live by praising God. And telling the, the glory of God. Don't forget the works of the Lord. In the song. Don't you forget. I told the young people there was a town. I went, oh, I, I could tell you many things. And it's already 18 minutes I'm recording you, see. But it, it, you know, it's, I went to this town, Saint Domingo de, Santo Domingo de Silos. Where the saint, I went to say mass on his tomb. And I was talking to the young people. And it was Sunday. And... I had an opportunity to talk to them. The, all the young people of the town, they were gathered. They were doing some partying. So then they, they didn't sleep all night. It was, a, it was the feast of the saint, but they partied like very secular. But anyway, everybody gets together in the whole town. It's a small town, probably 300 people. But that's where St. Dominic of the Dominicans, he was named after this Dominic of the 11th century. He was a Benedictine who reestablished that, 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 that Benedictine monastery, which had been there centuries before. The whole city is founded on that monastery. But anyway, the young people, they're out there. And I was out there, I was praying. And the one, anyway, it was, it was marvelous. But, but anyway, I went over there and started talking to them. And then after the conversation, I said, don't forget it's Sunday. <laughs> the day of the Lord, go to Mass, don't forget. You remember, the, 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 there's one commandment that says, don't forget. Remember, remember, remember. There's only one commandment that has the verb remember. Remember, don't you become ignorant. And none of them went to Mass. They had gone the night before to Vespers, and they thought they went to Mass. And they said, oh, we went last night. I said, no, you didn't. That was not Mass. That was Vespers <laughs> with the monks. They chant in Latin. It's nice. But we live for, to praise him. And this he did. The, the, the Lord, he... Said, referring first to himself, he who saves his life will lose it, and he who loses his life for my sake and that of the gospel will save it. And he did it on Calvary. He saved his life by losing it on Calvary. He bought the truth. 
He bought goodness. He bought beauty. He bought mercy and he bought love by the price of his blood. By the price of his life. Because it's worth much more than any life. Even the life of God. That is the life of God. To give everything for what is right. And to reject what is wrong. With all of the fiber with, with all of your being. He said it on Calvary. It is finished. It is fulfilled. But his work. His work is to transform your heart. His work of the mass. Is to glorify God. And to transform you into glorifying God. To make your heart and your mouth. As generous as his. He calls you to do the same. I have given you the example. Which you also must do. You, come, you become a man. When you love God with the selfless heart of Christ. Not caring what you're going to eat or drink. Or sleep. Love one another as I have loved you. By sincere repentance. By daily. By returning to confession. Weekly. And to worthy communion. I'm overdue for confession. Yesterday was my day. I, I go every week. On Friday is my day for confession. So I missed it yesterday. Have to go soon. Daily, you drink from the saving blood of the cross and by the Lord, and beg the Lord for his heart to accept the cross, to love the cross, to live the cross. The greatest joy is found in suffering for love. This is the triumph, this is the finding of the cross for God. To suffer for love for God and for others. Thank God when God's way takes you out of your way. That's the cross. I do your will, not my will. Hey, you're God, I'm not. You are the Lord. I am your slave. I do what you want, not what I want. That's the cross. And that is the greatest joy. It's the only true joy. <clears throat> And he thereby saves you when you when you when you go to mass, when you confess your sins, when you receive, when you participate in the cross of Calvary with him, giving your life for God. He is saving you and saving others through you. Take courage. Hold your head high. Give testimony to Christ. Don't you worry. They can't do anything to you. You know, some of the priests, I was in Salamanca, and the priests in Salamanca, they were, some of them were nice to me, some of them were a little bit, you know, joking about the cassock and the hat. But and then one of them told me seriously, he said, he said, be careful when you go to Barcelona. Be careful where you go. I said, what are they going to do to me? What they, all they can do is kill me. I go to heaven if they kill me. If they mess up my cassock, I'll get a new one. <laughs> What are they going to do? I said, I said, man, I come from Irvington, New Jersey. You don't know anything. <laughs> Those boys don't scare me. Nobody scares me in Barcelona. <laughs> I went everywhere I went. The first thing I did when I went to Barcelona, I went to the beach with my cassock and my hat. It was filled with people from all over Europe. <laughs> Naked. 
I went, stood right in front of them with my cassock and my hat. But and then I saw some, and then I saw there were some really naked people. I went to the other side because then they were trying to take pictures with me in the picture, you know. And I said, I don't know what they're trying to do with the church here. So I went away. I, I mean, I, when I saw, whoa, I said, whoa. I, whoa. <laughs> I said, this is too hot over here. So I went over to the other side. And I said, but anyway, we're right in the middle of it. But I never went back out there because that was, that was a little scene. I went. I just went out to the ocean, you know, so they can see the cats. And some nice young men from from Germany came up to me, and they said, "Where are you going to say mass?" You know, <laughs> they wanted to come to my mass. They were going to be there at the same time I was going to be there. But anyway, so it's his way. He's saving you, and he's saving others through you. You just follow him, loving the cross, his way, the Ten Commandments, all ten, all the time, in purity and in love. There is no love without purity. Chastity and temperance and, and mortification. The cross is the way of, of denying the flesh because the flesh will not save you. To do His way, the way of God, the way of, the tr- the way of justice and truth and goodness, which is mercy and love, His way. This is the cross. The finding of the cross and the triumph of the cross. And it includes you. To do his way, which is the only way, which is truth, light, and life. The true, the only true life. 